We got Formula E Hyderabad. We have Supercross in Tampa and a Speed Weeks preview, and we'll get to it all here in a quick few seconds. What's up, everybody? Hopefully you had a good weekend. Welcome back, Racing with Jesse Rosinski. It was a good weekend. We got to see Formula E make their debut in India, and I liked the track. I liked, you know, the fans were there. The racing was there. So that was overall very good to see a good debut. And then we had Supercross with the 450s and 250s, 250 East in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly the home of Tom Brady. Allegedly, they gave up on him. At least the rest of the team did, but a lot of chaos in that race. Lots of rain, slickness. People were down left, right, and differently. Crazy finish in the 250s. One of the best finishes we've seen in a very, in a very long time. I'm not even making that one up. But without further ado, let's get to those guys. Their Formula E debut in India with the Green Co. Hyderabad E-Prix. And again, good racing. And I really did dig it. Like, it was a good track that they... You know, managed to put together and do that. And again, it grows the sport, it gets, you know, grows India, you know, it helps them out, which is always, you know, a good thing no matter how you feel, growing sports and getting new relationship with countries, you know, helps everyone in the long run. But before we get to the racing, one good shout out to Verline because he wrecked crazy hard after a car glitch during practice, probably the hardest damn hit I've ever seen in a Formula E car, and that thing exploded. So I was glad to see him completely okay and to be able to just run like nothing happened because that was a big hit. If you haven't seen it, find it. I'll look for it and try to post it on you know, the Twitter page, but that was a hit. So good to see him up moving. It was bad, but track was 2.835 kilometers or 1.761 miles for those of us here in America. 18 turns, 32 laps, and they added one because of a safety car. When I say those of us listening to America, Rest that don't use metrics. You know, just, you know, sorry, I, I know people like Walter, if you ever watch, he could do, you know, that kilometer to miles like that in his head. He's just good at the metric system and all that. I'm not. So I'll give you the miles there. Uh, Evans was on pole. Verline was 12th after everything. Stoffel Van Dorn started 17th, way in the back again. More issues for the defending champion. And I mean, I know all it takes is a race or two for people to have bad races, but when you hear where he is in the points right now after winning the title last year, it's kind of scary. Yes, there's a lot of races left, but it's not looking too hot for him as of now. Mortara lost a front wing on lap two after contact. Buemi looked good early, got the lead, looked strong off of Evans, and then Evans got taken out by his own teammate. Bird on lap 13 after some bad strategy stuff that got him behind people and he kept getting passed by people. And, you know, it absolutely sucks just because he was running good. And no matter how the strategy was, he was still up there. But own teammate took him out, didn't even look like he was trying to. He just overshot the other guy. He happened to be the one that he caught up right there. It's one of those damn dumb racing things. Happens, really does all the time, especially when you're trying to cook it in there that hard. But Gunther and Finestras also involved, but carried on with no damage. They just got stuck in between them as they were going around and all that. Uh, first only safety car came out of lap 23 when JQ's car just straight up said, no, I'm not moving anymore. Rast got damaged with seven to go. Dennis got a flat as well. And again, they added one lap due to a safety car, but great racing there at the end. I mean, between you know, the top two are right there on each other. 
only won by four tenths of a second. And how as many guys held on because, you know, Vern was teetering between, you know, 0.1% battery left and 0.3 for most of that lap, you know, coasting and getting as much as he could to drag it. I mean, that's what he did. He drug that thing across the line barely, but barely is good enough around there. 0.1%, 0%. Hey, that could get you across the line, then do it. But Jean-Eric Verne first, Nick Cassidy second, Antonio Felix DaCosta third, Verline got a fourth, and Van Dorn was eighth after a five-second penalty that was put on at the end of the race. The did-not-finish list, Long, Dan Tictum, Jake Hughes, Mitch Evans, Kevin Vanderland, Sam Bird, and Rene Rast did not finish the race. And then points after round four, Pascal Verline still first at 80 points. So, yeah, I might have only got a fourth, someone else won, but... He still has a good, you know, decent chunk lead there. Jake Dennis is second, 18 down from him at 62 points, so a decent lead. Jean-Eric Verne is third, along with Sebastian Buemi, are fourth, and they're both at 31 points or 49 down, so they're way back. And then defending champion Stoffel Van Dorn is 16th, and he only has five points, so he's 75 points out of the lead after five ra- after four races. So he's got to turn that around. That's not good. That's not going to win him anything unless people really start having, you know, he starts ripping them off and people, you know, happen to start having bad luck, bad, you know, anything happen, which is possible, no matter what mechanical failures and issues or something that no one can, you know, avoid. Every team has to deal with it, but Stoffel's way down there. We all know how I felt about Stoffel. Go back to listen to the old stuff. I was really excited about Stoffel, but he was way down there. He started way back. He did move his way up this time. Granted, a lot of people got out of the race, but even with that, he would have only been starting point take those six guys out of the way 11th so he did move his way up and he was farther up before the five second penalty you know that safety car at the end didn't help because it bunched everyone back together that five seconds i don't think would have made a difference you know minus a spot or so before but with the safety car there i'll bunch up it cost him a lot but good racing and the new car so far you know what they promised it was going to do the new tire all that i have to give them credit what they said it was going to do it it did a fantastic, fantastic job. So, you know, did exactly what they wanted it to do. We have better racing, you know, the more power. We've had a lot of really close ones there. Again, a couple tenths of a second here, all over each other for a couple races in a row now. And people are passing, which is something you didn't see a lot of. So that was really cool. Congratulations to all of them. But Stoffel's got to figure it out. Like these, it's not sustainable where he is right now. He can't keep starting back there at a disadvantage back in 17th and way back there and work his way up because even when he does that, does something wrong, five-second penalty, knocks him way back because of a safety car that ended up costing him a lot of points. You know, he's got to figure it out. They got to get that going. I know new team, new everything, but got to get going if he wants to be at all involved. And again, if you don't watch it, set your DVRs. It'll show up whenever they do it. CBS Sports Network. Sometimes, sometimes the coverage is less than, uh, enjoyable but 100 check it out watch it and that gets us on to supercross tampa at raymond james stadium again love uh, i love it uh and for some reason you know when they're on e- out east i see believe i see more sand sections and there's a giant one there at raymond james stadium Came a lot of crazy odds especially on the last lap of the 250 main event like that was nuts but hella good racing 
And I enjoy it. I, don't, I just, again, those sand things. I just think, especially when they're longer, it's not just a little chunk. They had such a different variable. And you could really see who does it well. And I think that shows a different skill set and shows, you know, who really can do it because completely different thing. It's not like the dirt, really good stuff. Uh, 250, heat one, so many riders down again because of the rain between qualifying heat races. It was slick all over the place. Rain was an issue most of the night. Thrasher dominated the first heat, Smith second, Vial third. And I say dominated, I mean he dominated. He was in his own world. Uh, Hayden Deegan gets the whole shot. 250 heat two. And started dumping on them again during the race. But Hayden Deegan dominated on the way to the heat victory. Not as much as Thrasher dominated by. But he went on. And don't forget, this is only his second start in the 250s. So 17-year-old kid. That kid's going to be talented. The kid is talented. He's going to be something one day. But Hayden Deegan got the heat win. First one of those. Jaime second. Martin third. Hunter Lawrence in fourth. 450 heats. Yeah. Heat one. Way cleaner of a race. You can tell the experience difference. I mean, I hate to say it, but. You can see the experience differences between the guys in the 450s that race as much as they do compared to the 250 East in these things, East and West, because they're split. But way cleaner, Jason Anderson dominated. Anderson first, his teammate, Sanj Carullo, Sanj Carullo second, Christian Craig third, 450 heat two, dumping rain on them again. Track was getting murdered, like the sand was getting murdered, like it was actually really cool. If you have Peacock, go back and watch it, because it was just all over the place. But Sexton won that one after getting the whole shot, plus your second. Eli Tomac, third, Justin Barsha, fourth, Ken Roxon, fifth, and Cooper Webb, sixth, 250 LCQ. Again, a lot of wrecks, a lot of shenanigans. There are people down all over the place. Again, slick track rain. Not as much experience as the 450 guys. It's what you'd expect, but Munoz first, Pappy second, Simonson third, and Nice got fourth in advance to the main event. 450 LCQ. Again, showed the experience and all that. Better racing. Not as many people down. Savage was first, Hill second, Moran's third, and Harlan fourth in advance to the main event. And yeah, good racing, but you can tell the difference. Sorry, but slipping and falling everywhere. And again, I'm not saying anything. If I try to do it, I fall down and kill myself. So I'm not taking anything away from them. It's just, you could definitely tell. KTM Junior Racing Supercross. Little guys, we got to see Jack Sipes in first, Ethan Sumner second, Ryder Club third. Jace Hayner fourth, Kobe Jimenez fifth. And then the main events, again, this one was all over the place. The action was not, I mean, it was really, really good. I was really, you know, I was excited by, yeah, this one. Didn't disappoint again, started dumping on them again with about eight minutes to go, like dumping, dumping at this point. Yeah, Thrasher was out there. He was out there. Dominated the whole thing until right at the end, crazy end. And he lost the lead in the last turn. Clean. You got to give Hunter Lawrence that. Hunter Lawrence came through when they went through the sand thing. Thrasher had the same problem that Hunter had a while where he just drove right through the sand instead of hitting the rut and going. And he hit him. No one went down. They managed to stay up. And then the last turn, Hunter cut it. And man, she got right in front of him and won by a whisker. I mean, they said it was two tenths of a second. I'm sure as hell didn't look like two tenths of a second if you're watching it. If you haven't done anything, at least find the ending of the 250 you know, race in Tampa. 250 main event. That was a good ending. That was one of the best ones I've seen. Again, one by 0.2 seconds. It looked way closer to the naked eye. Way, way. But how will it finish? And again, he might he did this. The, he couldn't even get mad at Thrasher because he went through that sand, did the same thing that we saw Hunter do numerous times. And then you know, Hunter just put himself where he had to. Didn't make contact, didn't do anything. Just got himself in front of him, you know, slid up and went. 
and he made the move, and that was a hell of a race. So congratulations to Hunter Lawrence. Thrasher second sucked as he had it, and Hunter was like three seconds back going into the last lap. Like it was just crazy ass last lap. And it is what it is, man. Good racing. That's what happens. Ansi third, a lot of lappers and stuff that played a role in it, but depends when you catch him and your luck. It just wasn't Thrasher's night. And Michael Hicks, the general tire arena cross outlaws, outlaw series champion for a fourth straight year, finished last and minus two laps. Yes, they did air the race, but you know, in Kansas City too, but the season's over. So I did not decide to go over it on the show as I already went over the fact that he won a four straight championship already last weekend. Just didn't seem uh, appropriate. That's the word I'll go for. Did not feel appropriate to do it and covered them again. So here we are. But 450 main, Webb got the whole shot. Didn't look bad. Cooper Webb looked good again. Him and Chase Sexton and Aaron Plesinger. I'll even put Plesinger in there. They're really really on a roll and looking good. So hopefully they keep it up back-to-back podiums with Plessinger. And yeah, Cooper Webb, Chase Sexton with their winning races and heading back to Oakland, make up that race that we lost in, you know, because of all the flooding and everything that happened up in Northern Florida. So excited to see what they're going to do with that one. I get to see the West boys one more time. You know, we get to see what Jet can do, but, Cooper Webb got the win, Chase Sexton second, Aaron Plesinger third, Eli Tomac fifth, Jason Anderson got a sixth. And you had to give a shout out to Eli Tomac because you could tell he knew it wasn't his night and he rode smart. He didn't push anything. He didn't do anything overly aggressive and stupid, hurt himself any worse. And that's how you win championships right there. Yeah. If it's not your night, mitigate, 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 mitigate to make it as good of a night as you can. So congratulations to him for using his brain because you don't see a lot of people do it, but. Overall, good racing, but that 250 finish, man, that was good. I'm telling you, find YouTube, go on Peacock, fast forward till it. That was a good last lap, and the finish of that was crazy. But 250 East points, Hunter Lawrence first, 52 points, Max Ancy second, eight behind, Hayden Deegan's third at 14 behind. Remember, he's only been two starts now, however many races they've been on the East. Yeah, those few starts, he's 17 years old. Like, that kid's going to go places long as he stays healthy and keeps his head on straight. And then the 450 points heading into Oakland, Eli Tomac first, 113 points, Chase Sexton second at 111 points, and Cooper Webb is third at 109 points. So they are right on top of each other. And four points separate the top three of Jason Anderson fourth at minus 20. Could it be better? Yes. But he raced it smart, and he held on to the lead and didn't chance doing anything stupid, costing himself even more. So congratulations to Eli. And, uh, yeah. Cooper Webb and Chase Sexton, they're on it, and Aaron Plessinger is right there. So I think he, you know, he keeps that up. He's going to get one sooner or later, but Eli always drives smart. It's what he does. How do you think he gets it? Yeah. He gets the job done. When he's on, he's on. When he's not on, he mitigates loss, especially after what he did in Anaheim, too, and he wrecked himself and caused all that. Hard hit, lost himself a lot of spots just because he was impatient. Don't see him do it very often. I don't think he's going to do it for a while. So, Good on him. Now here's a special one, everybody. 2023 NASCAR Speed Week schedule from the Atone International Speedway. I figure I mentioned it all now in case you don't get to the Friday show in time. So now you're covered. You hear this and you just don't have an excuse at least. Can't say you didn't know the schedule for Speed Weeks at Daytona for NASCAR, which starts Wednesday at 8 p.m. Cup Series Daytona 500 qualifying on FS1. 
don't understand why they're racing at 2.30 in the afternoon and qualifying and doing the qual races at night, but the hell do I know? Doesn't make I mean, they do a lot of things that uh, blow my mind, but qualifying at 8 p.m., duels at 7 p.m. and on, and then the race at 2.30 p.m. Doesn't make sense, but it's the way they're doing it. It's what we got to deal with. Thursday, 5 p.m., Craftsman Truck Series. Sounds real nice to say that again, doesn't it? After all those years, that's what I grew up with it being. Glad to see it back. But their practice is Thursday, 5 p.m. on FS1. Cup Series Blue-Green Vacation Duels is on Thursday at 7 p.m. on FS1. Friday, 3 p.m., we have Craftsman Truck Series qualifying on FS1. Friday, 5.30 p.m., Cup Series practice on FS1. All on FS1, pretty much, for catching my drift. And Friday, 7.30 p.m., Craftsman Truck Series Next Era Energy 250 on FS1. Saturday, 11 a.m., Cup Series Final Practice, FS1. Saturday, 11.30 a.m., we get to see the Xfinity Series qualify, finally. And on FS1 as well. Saturday at 1.30, following that, will be Arkham and Art Series Brant 200 on FS1. Saturday at 5 p.m., following that, Xfinity Series Beef, it's What's for Dinner 300 on FS1, in case you're not catching the drift. Hopefully they actually get to get the whole entire thing in and nothing stupid happens in it. Yeah, the Arca guys don't get Poconode or Talladega again. Hopefully, we can only hope. Please. Sunday, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. NASCAR race day to Tone 500 edition on FS1. That would be the 11 o'clock episode is on FS1. And then it'll be on Fox at 1 p.m. And then finally, Sunday, 2.30 p.m., the 2023 running of the great American race, the Daytona 500 and the, re, you know, on Fox. Finally, there's the one on Fox with the rear air at 11 PM on FS1. A lot of racing again, a lot of stuff talk about there, but there's the schedule. So if you're listening, you want to know it, write it down. Easiest thing you could do, set it in your phone, put it on your calendar, do whatever you have to do. If you want to watch any of that, but we're finally there come Wednesday night. Again, it makes more sense for them to do it. You know, I'm not complaining fully. And they used to do single car runs on Sunday, and then we waited till th- for the duels on Thursday. I just don't understand why they're going to qualify at 8 p.m. And then do the duels at 7 p.m. and beyond at night, and then run the race at 2.30. It seems weird because they're not going to be on the track anytime. Really, mine's Friday at 5.30 because they'll still be on race you know surface then but they'll miss the first couple hours there yeah so we'll see how it works out but there it all is no one has an excuse a lot of stuff to happen this week i'm excited for it this is my monday excitement i'm sorry but i'm trying my best but it should be a really good week so thank you for watching thanks for listening no matter where you're doing it don't forget youtube apple and google podcast spotify iHeartRadio. it's all over the place anchor leave voice messages on anchor share the hell out of it for me to get it to more people and get it growing again and deuces i'm out peace until we meet again